Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. The heart of God, David, whom you will remember from history, said on one occasion, I must tell you in all humility that Hinduism, as I know it, is entirely satisfying my soul. But before he died, he made a different statement. Just before his death, he said, for the first time in 50 years, I find myself in the slew of despond. When it came down to the critical point, the great man Mahatma Gandhi, whom the world recognizes as one of the greatest leaders that it's ever had, who claimed Hinduism, the God of the Hindu as his God, had to admit at the time of his death he was despondent, for he could find no answer in Hinduism for the needs of his soul. Isn't it strange that so many times we think we have all of the answers and everything is settled and satisfied until it gets down to brass tacks, until the problems really come upon us, or until we face death and then suddenly we don't have anything to depend upon. This is life and we've been through it. And some of us can testify to these very experiences. Man-made religion provides no comfort in the final analysis. Jesus went with Mary and Martha to the tomb of Lazarus. And as he stood there with Mary and Martha, hearing them say, had you been here, Lord, our brother would not have died. Jesus, who tarried and who could have gotten there quickly and have prevented his death, but did not do so, but waited, understood the pangs of their heart, understood the things that were going through their minds and their hearts and understanding their loss, shared within, with them in the tremendous turmoil of their life in the loss of a loved one, and he himself wept. He did not weep for Lazarus because he knew that Lazarus would be raised back to life and that Lazarus would have eternal life, but he wept for the cause of Lazarus' death, which was sin itself. For you see, God created a perfect world in seven days, and next Sunday you're going to hear the young people sing about how God made the earth, moon, Mars, Jupiter, I forget how that goes now. I was listening to it and trying to sing it downstairs. But he's still working on me. That's the bottom line that they're going to sing next week. God made a perfect earth, and he looked back after six days and he saw that it was good. And he rested on the seventh day, and then Satan came along and thrust sin into the picture, and the earth has been deteriorating ever since. We went from a perfect human being in Adam and Eve to the imperfection that we have today, 
to the misery, the weakness, the sin that has plunged us and will continue to plunge us downward into imperfection as a word. The only salvation is to get back to the state of perfection. And we know that we cannot accomplish that on our own, but the Lord told us that the day would come, and over in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 21 and verses 3 and 4, we have these words as soon as I turn over there, because I have some other verses marked. Uh, 21, 3, and 4 simply says this. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Listen, that situation we don't have today. We're not God's people. We're not living in God's tabernacle. He is not our God because there's something that has separated us from our God. I'm talking about the world in general. We as Christian people have come to understand that to have God as our God, we must have Jesus Christ as our Savior, His Son. We must understand that. And the person who does not have Jesus Christ as Savior will not dwell in the house of God in His temple. All right. Verse 4 says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. We don't have that yet. The tears still flow today when we lose our loved ones when we are in agony and pain, when we suffer. There's tears still flow. We haven't reached the day when we will not weep because we're still in the human body. But the day is coming when every Christian's eyes will be dried and we will not weep the tears of agony and pain and distress. We will not sorrow, he goes on to say, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things, or all of these things, have passed away. Now he's talking about something future. You see, we started out with a perfect world when there was none of this. And then Satan came into the world and, and deceived Eve, and then she deceived Adam, and they sinned, and they passed sin on down to us. But God is saying the day is coming when he's going to reestablish the state of perfection when everything again will be good. We don't have it today. The curse is still here. But the day will come when the curse will be reversed and we will return to the state of perfection. But we're not there now. We're still in this state when things affect us, when our lives are not well ordered, when we suffer those consequences that are upon us. All of this is facing us. Now, the, the Canadian scientist B.G. Hardy said a very interesting thing. I want you to listen to it. He said, I looked at religion and said, I have two questions. Has anyone, has anyone ever conquered death? Number two, did they make a way for me to conquer death? He goes on, I checked the tomb of Buddha and it was occupied. I checked the tomb of Confucius and it was occupied. I checked the tomb of Muhammad and it was occupied. I checked the tomb of Jesus, 
and it was empty. And I said, there is one who conquered death. I asked, did he make a way for me to do it? And I opened the Bible and discovered that he said, because I live, you shall live also. It is only in Jesus Christ that we can be victorious, even over death. It is only in Jesus Christ that we can overcome the distresses and the lack of sunshine in our lives that, that circle us and keep us down and seem to strangle us. And if you have not been strangled by the things of this world, I would be much surprised. Yes, Bill, I have been to that point that you talked about when I wondered if life was worth living, if the sun would ever rise again. Have you not been there? Well, one of the things that I have learned is that in Jesus Christ, I shall overcome whatever it might be. I may not always overcome everything in this life, but I have the assurance that there is something in Jesus Christ that gives me hope and security and a bright outlook. And I can look forward to a better life tomorrow than I have today because he makes it possible. And I can endure the things that are thrust upon me because I know he's there. Now, with that as background, let's look at the two people in the scripture. Here comes a man who was a ruler of the synagogue, of the temple, a religious man. And his daughter is nearly to die. She's only 12 years old. Listen, that is a devastating situation when one's child is facing death. I don't know if any of you have ever had that experience or not, but there, there certainly are some people that, that have that experience. One of the most difficult things that I have ever had to do is, is preach the funeral of a child. I preached the funeral of two children in, in, uh, in two weeks one time. And I was never so devastated in all my life trying to find something to say to the parents in the time of that ultimate tragedy. And, and uh, on occasion of two teenagers that have died tragically. It's, it's a terrible thing to face. And here is a man who is off the church but he is facing now a, a personal tragedy, and he looks within his religion, and he cannot find any hope. And then he remembers that there is a person out there by the name of Jesus, the Nazarene, who is preaching, and people are flocking to him, and he's heard that he's raised the dead, he's heard that he's performed all kinds of miracles, and out of desperation, he is willing to come to the Lord, and he comes and lays his burden on Jesus Christ. Sometimes we have to be in that much need before we're willing to give in and put ourselves in the hand of the Lord. We try everything first, and Jesus comes last. It was true of this man's life, and it's true in many people's lives. If you have never felt the need for God in your life, 
It might be difficult to understand how this man felt and how some of us felt who have come to this point. Oh, you know that, that our daughter Lynn has cancer. Her, uh, her hip was nearly eaten in two. She has cancer on her liver and on her skull and on her spine. Our doctor told us just recently that he did not expect her to be living last Christmas. When I found that she had this much cancer in her body, I could very well relate to Jairus, who was laying the life of his little girl in the hands of God, knowing that there was nothing that I could do, and I certainly was not sure that that medicine could accomplish anything. And across this country, and yourselves included, we have prayed from the street to the street of Hardegram, where she went to school and left her husband and his family. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.